Well, if you've been here for a while, and I've, I've been here for a little while, about a year and nine months, and uh, I started in July of 2019 as a senior pastor here, and, um, uh, but if, if you've been here, you, you know a little bit about my MO and how it is that I communicate on Sunday morning, and you also know that I've never used this. Never had this up in front of, uh, of me, and um, there's a reason. I'll explain that here in a second. Um, but I also want to kind of let you in on the inner workings of my brain. Uh, that might be scary to some of you, but um, when I prepare a message, I put in a lot of time, a lot of prayer, a lot of effort in making sure that what it is that, that I share with all of you on any given Sunday is spirit-led, Bible-based, and encouraging and edifying. And um, I, this, this, one is, this week has been no different. I've put in the time and the effort, but I will actually say that this has been in the works for me personally for about three or four months. It's the culmination of a lot of prayer, of a lot of thought, and um, uh, really searching, asking God about what it is that I'm going to be talking to you today. So, because of that, I wanted to approach it a little differently this morning. Usually, when I write my messages, I write bullet points. Uh, I don't know if any of you are speech makers, but uh, that's how I typically do it. I write a bullet point, and then that gives me a little bit of breath to kind of expound beyond that. Um, but this is, uh, this is different. I've uh, every word that I'm going to say today, I've written down. And I want to make sure that my words are clear and that they are exactly where I believe God has been leading me. So, with that in mind, I wanted to present this in some sort of fashion similar to a state of the union. Hence, this official podium in a wood grain that I'm not too fond of. One year ago from tomorrow, March 8th, 2020, my wife and I flew home from our 15th anniversary trip. And I remember landing in Minneapolis and having my wife look at me and say, you should probably call Matthew, our production director, and see if North Haven can get a live stream going for this Sunday. And I looked at her and I said, you think it's going to be that bad? Yes, she replied, I really do. I immediately got on the phone and I called Matthew while in the plane, telling him that I wanted him to research how we could get a live stream ready for that upcoming Sunday, March 15th, 2020, just in case. I don't need to tell you the rest of the story. Needless to say, one year ago, a tornado went through our lives and this church. Not a literal tornado, of course, but a full-fledged tornado of disruption, fear, concern, uncertainty, and life change. It's as if we are all in a large field, enjoying each other's company, working hard on what it means to truly be a church family when suddenly the sky turned green the siren blared, and a tornado touched down. And the sudden existence of the tornado caused us all to scatter, and we sought to protect ourselves 
We sought to protect our loved ones the best we could. And we also, to whatever extent possible, we sought to protect one another. But that was incredibly and increasingly difficult because we were all scattered. We were scattered all over the place and unable to really, truly connect. And the the tornado, it ripped through our field, and we began then holding our breath, waiting and hoping for it to pass or to just go away. But this tornado remained persistent. It became relentless in its presence among us, and after time, we began to grow weary. We began to adapt. The community life we once knew was gone. We were scattered, and we were left to build a new reality for ourselves and our loved ones. And some of you have had to do that all alone, with no one hunkered down with you amidst the scattering. But things aren't as bleak as they once were. The sky isn't as green as once before, and the siren isn't as loud as it once was. And the tornado, even though still present and still a concern, has begun to slowly dissipate. Just enough, just enough to help us all see some semblance of hope. All of us who had scattered before are now looking out at that field where we once were. And my brothers and sisters, our North Haven Church family, We need to do the work of finding one another again. There are many re-words in the English language. Re-suggests doing or considering something again. Look at all these words before us. Each one of these words suggests coming back to something, back to someone or back to some way, and we use these words all the time. They can indicate coming back to something that you failed at and want to try again. They can indicate giving new meaning to something that had different or little meaning before. They can indicate giving prominence to something not considered before. And they could also indicate a new level of commitment or determination to pursue something that at one time had meaning. But there's one of the re-words that I have not been able to get out of my head these past several months. It's a word that God has been pelting me with like a woodpecker to a tree. The word is regroup. This may seem unnecessary, but if you've known me long enough, you know that I love definitions, and so without further delay, the definition for regroup is the following, to reorganize as after a setback for renewed activity. Now, there are a couple of important key words we find in this simple definition. The first word is this, setback. Now, using the word setback seems like an incredible understatement for what we've all experienced over the past 12 months. But at its essence, at its core, that is exactly what it's been. 
Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers in history, is quoted as saying, everyone has a plan till they get punched in the mouth. And practically, all of our plans that we had 12 months ago were laid to waste when the COVID-19 tornado came into our field. So much of what we believed our lives would be were all of a sudden shoved away. And we were left to figure out what life would look like now with no understanding, no plan, and seemingly no firm foundation. We all had a huge setback. And our church, North Haven Church, was no exception. In February of 2020, we had lots of momentum. Do you remember that? It was an exciting time for us and for me. God was moving incredibly, and many people were responding. I went home from work practically every night, simply giddy with what was happening and so grateful for the privilege to be a part of it. But practically in the blink of an eye, just like that, the North Haven Church landscape changed. And before, when we were a growing and vibrant church community, our field then suddenly became bare. And we all had to scatter as the tornado came through. And before I knew it, I had to do church in a way that I was not prepared for. I will never forget having to do church to a camera alone in the basement with a backdrop behind me like some Taliban fighter. When once we were together, now we were horrifyingly apart. But as negative as the word setback appears to be, its arch nemesis comes just in time for the rescue. It's the other word in the regroup definition, and that's the word renew. Renewed is a nice word. It's one of those re-words that we looked at before. And in the middle of the Old Testament lies a passage that lifts the soul and replaces dread with peace and worries with trust. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31 says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. To wait for the Lord is to hope in him. It is the act of patiently and expectantly waiting for God to do what it is He's promised and set out to do. And then to be renewed means to be changed, to become something new and fresh. And so the strength that we need is brought about by God's continued transformation in our lives and in our church. This is the hope we cling to. The world perpetuates its constant demand for our attention. God's renewing, transforming strength has never subsided. It's never gone away. 
But the tornado that's ripped through our field has caught our attention. It's been loud, it's been big, it's been overwhelming. It's been hard to see God's transforming renewal. That's why now it's more important than ever to do what we looked at earlier, and that is to regroup. Another church a couple thousand years ago faced a similar challenge. The early church was a strenuous reality. Yes, their early church grew like wildfire, but they were also ravaged by persecution and threat of derailment. Therefore, there needed to be a regrouping of sorts. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25, it says this, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest, that is Jesus, over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. These verses are jam-packed with truth. But there are several key words that I think we need to pay attention to. The first word is this, consider. This word means to give close and careful consideration. Put that in your back pocket. Yet another word, or rather phrase, that's important for us to take a closer look at is the phrase, stir up. This doesn't mean to irritate. This means to encourage. So together, consider and stir up means that you and I, our church, the brothers and sisters who make up the body of Christ, must love one another. But loving one another won't just happen. It won't just magically happen. Truly loving one another within the context of life together and community only happens when it's intentionally worked at. One last phrase that deserves our attention is this, meeting together. Now in these verses, the author is not explicitly stating what form of meeting together is or should be. Rather, meeting together for the early church was a combination of what was possible and what was safe. And that's true for us now too, isn't it? Meeting together for us is also a combination of what is possible and what is safe. And we must continue to respect and be patient with one another amidst this reality. We do that by keeping our eyes on the goal to be a community again. But here's the thing about community. When you don't have it, the ramifications of its absence aren't immediately obvious. 
It's often not until community has been absent from our lives that we truly begin to realize the consequences. And this is true for all of us. Every single person here, and whether you've been over the past 12 months connecting to North Haven primarily through live streams or Zoom meetings or text messages or phone calls, or whether you've been primarily connecting in person We have all been going through this. Yet, we are still at church, even though the skin looks different than it did a year ago. And meeting together applies to all of us. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're supposed to all be in the same room at the same time, but what it does mean is this. You and I, we all need to pursue one another. We need to find one another again. Why is this so important? It is so vitally important because the opportunities that you and I, the opportunities that we have to encourage one another towards love and good works are extremely limited. Committed and intentional community with one another is not just a pretty thought or a good idea. It is much more than that. Committed and intentional community with one another is an unquestionable Necessity for our growth, for our success, and for our encouragement. As the author of Hebrews reminds us, the day is drawing near, he says. That is that you and I, the followers of Jesus, we must live our lives as if the day that Jesus returns is so near that we can see it just beyond the horizon. So how do we begin to regroup? Well, I think we first need to relook at North Haven's mission and core values. So let's start first with North Haven's mission. Here's our mission statement. We connect at a deeper level to Christ by intentionally pursuing a growing relationship with Him to each other by purposely building loving relationships and to our community by actively working together to introduce families to Christ. And when at North Haven we seek to connect, what are we wanting to connect to? Well, first, we want to connect to Christ. That means that together, you and I, that we are committed to worship and to pray and to give, and we believe that each person at North Haven should engage in these things for the sake of an ever-growing relationship with Jesus. Secondly, we seek to connect to each other. No person is designed to live life alone. No one is supposed to exist in isolation. You were designed and created to be in community with me, and I was designed to be in community with you. This doesn't simply mean being in the same room. This doesn't simply mean being in the same building or the same virtual space. This goes way beyond that. It means that North Haven, North Haven Church, must be a place where loving relationships occur with one another. This is about sharing together all the highs and all the lows. 
Thirdly, we seek to connect to our community. The needs and concerns of our community can seem overwhelming. You and I often view those needs and we feel helpless to do anything about it. But Jesus tells us to take heart. Even though the world seems overwhelming, Jesus has overcome the world, amen? North Haven must be a place where individuals, couples, and families in our community are introduced to the hope of Jesus and the promise of eternal life only found in Him. And this means that not only are we concerned with meeting the practical needs of our community, but the spiritual ones as well. And for these three areas of our Connect mission to thrive, we must cling to the following nine core values of our church. Who are we? Well, we are Bible-based. You and I should desire and crave to know, to understand, and then live by the Word of God. We are also prayer-empowered. You and I have immediate and incredible access to the Almighty. This should empower us to approach Him with confidence and expectation. We also need to be worship-oriented. Worship is giving God the best of what He's given us. It should then be our deepest desire to want to know Him more and more. We also need to be outreach-motivated. Jesus told us to go and make disciples. We should be a people intent on reaching out to others for the sake of others experiencing the transforming relationship with Jesus. We should also be discipleship-making. Discipleship is the very act of becoming more like Jesus. And in being like Jesus, we must seek to serve others and live obedient lives to God humbly. We should also be gift-activated. The church is not made up of just one person. There are many God-given gifts and abilities that must shine and exist in this place for North Haven to be what God has destined it to be. We should also be grace-filled. This means that no one, no one should hesitate to walk in the front doors for fear of being judged. We are called to live authentic, caring, and loving lives, and thus we must be an authentic, caring, and loving church. And when we do that, God then empowers others through His grace to live lives that are Christ-like and honoring to Him. We should also be racially diverse. Our adjacent community is a beautiful picture of what is possible. When We can be a church made up of people from all different backgrounds, ethnicities, races, ages, and economic status who gather together under the same banner that is Jesus Christ. And we must also be family building in a time and society in which marriages and families are maligned and constantly under attack. North Haven needs to be a place where families are strengthened, supported, and cared for. These are our values. These are our roots. This is who we are. This is who we can be. So this year, 2021, is our year to regroup. 
to find one another again. I ask that we all pray about what that means for each of us. I ask that we invite God to search our hearts and then lead us in the way everlasting. I ask that we invite Him to reveal to each of us what it means to be in community again. Will you join me in that prayer? You, me, all of us, we need each other now more than ever. In order to help in this regroup journey, the staff and I have devised of several resources that will help us on our way. We announced last week that we're going to be doing away with the North Haven app at the end of this month. A major reason for this is we found something else that's cheaper, which is always great, but better. It's an app called Church Center. And I'd like to ask each of you, even as I'm speaking to you now, to open up your app store on your mobile device and search for the Church Center app. Once you find that, I want you to go ahead and download it. It's a free app. And this app is going to be a game changer. and It's going to help us to find one another again. Because once you've downloaded the app, You're going to be able to quickly find North Haven Church, select that as your church, and then you're going to be able to create a profile and be added to our online church directory. The Church Center app gives us all the functionality of the previous app, events, digital worship folder, prayer requests, needs requests, registrations, past sermons, and ways to give just like before, but it also adds two very important things. One, as I mentioned, an online, easily accessible directory and the ability to easily check in for each Sunday morning, each ministry program, and every church event. So regardless of whether you're in person here this morning or you're connecting with us virtually, I want you to access this app. I want you to create a profile and check in. Yet another way we're going to be able to find one another again is during the entire month of June. You may remember, last year, out of necessity, we held our services outside on the lawn each Sunday in June. Do you remember this? It turned out to be a tremendous blessing. We're going to do it again. Each Sunday in June, we're going to hold outdoor services on the lawn. And this will all culminate then on Sunday, June 27th, when following the outdoor service, we will have a combination church picnic slash summer festival, an entire opportunity for our community, our church, and all those around us. But as great as these things are, And as helpful as they will be towards our ability to regroup this year, there are still challenges. We are not through COVID yet. The tornado is still present. It's slowly fading, but it's still present. 
yet good days are ahead. And in the meantime, I remain committed to providing each person with the safest experience possible while also maintaining the ability to simultaneously meet in person and provide virtual connection. We've got a lot of work to do. You and I, we have been scattered. Our church community, North Haven Church, this place, it's much different now than it was a year ago. But we can find one another again. We cannot afford to live our lives in isolation. We must connect to Christ. We must connect to each other. And we must connect to our community. This is who we are. This is who we've been. And this is forever who we will be. Will you claim with me this year, 2021, as the year to regroup? As the year to find one another again, to refresh, to re-engage, reinvest, recommit, to renew. For those of you who are here, would you please stand? All of you, whether you're here in person or joining virtually, would you please join with me as we conclude this service this morning and share in this responsive reading together? Lamentations chapter 3, verses 24 through 26 states this I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in Him. To the one who seeks Him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And we all say together, give us strength and patience as we wait on You and find one another again. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18 states, Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, He will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for Him. Together we say, give us strength and patience as we wait on you and find one another again. Psalm 27 verse 13 states, I remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And together we respond. Give us strength and patience as we wait on you and find one another again. And lastly, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, as we saw before. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. 
He does not faint. He does not grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary. And young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Together we respond. Give us strength and patience as we wait on you and find one another again. Amen. May we find one another again. God bless you.